I'm past patiently waiting, I'm passionately smashing every expectation, every action's an act of creation. I'm laughing in the face of casualties and sorrow. For the first time, I'm thinking past tomorrow. And I am not throwing away my shot. I am not throwing away Welcome to this edition of the Minneapolis Insider Podcast. I'm Kristen Montag from Meet Minneapolis, coming to you from our Social Media Command Center at Minneapolis Visitor Information on Nicollet at Fifth Street. We are pleased to return with a new episode and a topic that has Minneapolis abuzz this month. Hamilton, an American musical, has won 11 Tony Awards and is perhaps the biggest thing to ever hit the stage. It opens later this month at our Orpheum Theater, and we'll be talking all about how you can take advantage of this epic event. But first, I want to introduce our esteemed guest host for today's show. As an actor and singer, Aaron Schwab just wrapped up a run on the Ordway stage as Rosie in the hit musical Mamma Mia, and has been in numerous other musicals. She also performs on stages around the Minneapolis and St. Paul area singing and is an audience fluffer for The Jason Show, which was picked up by Hulu. Aaron has also been on my talk FM 107.1 radio. We are pleased and fortunate to have Aaron here today. Welcome. Hi. Hi. I like that you said fluffer. fluffer. I got that off your site. Right? Some people may <laughs> find that a bit edgy, but I like it so much. I, I, I it say fits. it's perfect for this day. Perfect for our conversation today. It fits. Yes. Maybe we should quickly say what, what is an audience fluffer for the people. Well, who I, <laughs> I am just, I'm in charge of getting the audience into their seats at the Jason Show. There's always a live audience at the Jason Show, um, Monday through Friday. So I take them and I am the person that is their person from the time um, they walk in till when they walk back out. And I Tell them when to clap and how long to clap and get them all excited and jacked up. And that's what I do. By the time I leave, they are uncontrollable. That is fun. I would say one out of 25 times they are like, you are kind of a lot for us Minnesotans. (laughs) And I don't know that I can make as much noise as you'd like me to create. (laughs) And nobody ever thinks I'm from here. Ah, but you are. I am. Yes, I grew up in St. Paul. Great. Well... I live in St. Paul, so we've got that in common. Do we not talk about St. Paul, we, though? We probably shouldn't. No, we actually are. I have also lived in Minneapolis on numerous occasions. <laughs> and we actually are the Greater Minneapolis um, Convention Visitor Association, so we're, we're, we're happy to promote everybody. Well done. Very kind of you. So I'm going to bring uh, bring up our two guests for today. Um, they're going to give us both practical information and behind-the-scenes knowledge Ooh. about what it takes to get ready to welcome the biggest show in the country to the historic Orpheum stage downtown. Rob Mills is a technical director and operations coordinator for Hennepin Theater Trust at the Orpheum Theater. In this master role, he serves as the primary contact with each show's production stage manager to coordinate all activities from backstage operation to front of house staff. And locally, he's worked at the Walker, the Guthrie, Mixed Blood, Jungle, and Children's Theaters. He's worked all over the world in a variety of theater positions and was a stagehand at the Royal Opera House Covent Garden in London and studied abroad at the Royal Academy of Dramatic Arts and the University of Glasgow in Scotland. And a fun fact, we're going to just add that he has also dined with the Queen and met Prince Charles and Camilla. You are far too fancy for me (laughs) and this podcast. (laughs) And? And! 
I would like to introduce Dale Stark. Hi, Dale. Hello. Dale Stark returned to the Twin Cities in 2013 to work as the Hennepin Theater Trust's Media Relations Manager after living in Des Moines for 25 years with nearly 10 years at Des Moines Performing Arts, where he was the Public Relations Manager and Digital Marketing Manager. Dale is responsible for event publicity, including Broadway concerts and special events, as well as contributing to the Trust's institutional public relations by promoting education and development initiatives. That was a very, very hard sentence to say out loud. <laughs> if you want me to do it again later, I will. Today, we're fortunate to get his firsthand knowledge about the upcoming performances of Hamilton and how you can still see it for yourself. Welcome, Thank Dale you. Thank you. Thank you. Welcome. Yay! You know, and I've seen Aaron at the Jason show. I take cast members there a lot. Yes. Number one cheerleader of the state. <laughs> yes. Thank you very much. That's why she's here. Right. Excellent. Ooh, excellent. That's go. right. I'm going to rile all of you visitors. Also, <laughs> Everybody's going to be excited to come to Minneapolis. Exactly. And I live in Minneapolis a couple blocks away. Terrific. And I live in the Seward. Terrific. I used to live in Seward. I love Seward. I grew up in St. Paul, however. Ah, well, hey, we were lucky to have both cities, aren't we? <laughs> so I, am, I say that all the time. I love, I love that I live in one and work in the other. It's terrific. It's you brilliant. Get, you get a lot of, a lot of bang for your buck that way. Yes. Right? All right. Well, first off, I want to know just how many times have each of you seen Hamilton? You had, you've seen it, right? I've so never seen Hamilton. Never seen it. No. I've seen it twice in Chicago. Nice. Uh, this year and last year. Great. And so the guy working backstage has not seen it yet. That's, That's cool. fairly typical, though. Uh-huh. We don't see it until it shows up at our door. Uh, yeah. So. You're kind of busy doing other shows. Well, and we have a, I mean, I believe this season we have 196 performances over the course of the season, so it's going to be difficult for me to get away exactly. to see any shows. That's the downside of anybody working in theater or in entertainment in any way, is that most of the time, if you're a working actor, working musician, you don't get to go and see right. the other people who are working actors and working musicians because you're all working. Well, and your only day off usually is Monday. And then everybody's Monday. And everybody's off. So <laughs> nobody has a play. <laughs> nobody wants to do a play on Monday. Right. Exactly. Well, that's that's something that everybody knows. So we're, we're learning all kinds of cool things yeah. here. So... Let's uh, let's start with uh, for people who are living under a rock and maybe don't know what Hamilton is about. Um, Dale, will you just tell a little bit about the musical that's coming to the theater for six weeks? Sure. So Hamilton tells the story of Alexander Hamilton and his rise to fame and fortune and his place in history, and what makes the show unique and special and what what made it catch attention is that it's so different. It uses rap and R&B and jazz in such a unique and different way that um, people hadn't seen that before on a Broadway stage. And one of the comparisons I like to make is um, when Rent first came onto the scene, that was such a contemporary rock score that took people by surprise and then caught on, and then it became this this thing bigger than than itself. and. That's what happened with Hamilton. Um, I remember when it was when it first opened, and I started hearing about what what's this ham for a ham thing, and that was their their rush line lottery, mm-hmm. and then literally overnight the show just exploded, and everyone knew who Lin Manuel Miranda's name was, um, and he was behind in the in the heights. Um, a few years earlier, so it's 
you know, every, uh, gosh, I'm going to say every 10 years, there's one of these shows. Mm -hmm. You know, the last big blockbuster I can think of would probably have been Book of Mormon. Yeah, that's true. And or Wicked. Mm -hmm. so, and then before that, maybe Lion King. So, yeah, yeah. you know, when, <laughs> when my, when my uh, uncle is asking me about Hamilton, you know, it's a big deal. <laughs> and if you have a 13-year-old, you don't ever need any more information about Hamilton. <laughs> because all of the kids are really what have blown this thing up. And I think they used social media so well in their marketing. Absolutely. And I don't know that any other show has done that, has had a plan or has done something like that. That's how um, I first learned about During the Ham for Ham. Because it was, social. that's where you could see it, was right there. It's amazing. We have, I have friends whose kids would get up in the morning because people would sneak record stuff. And if you got up early enough in the morning and went on YouTube, you could get like a little snippet of the show before they pulled it down. And that turned into a frenzy. Hmm. Because then they all could, they were all like this. Okay, have you got it? Did you see it? Have you gotten it? How far did you get? Like, it's insane <laughs> how it connected with those kids. It's, it's amazing. And when they were doing the Hamper Hand Lottery on Broadway, originally the crowds kept growing and growing and growing. And every so often, cast members would come out and perform a song, or Lynn would come out and say things to the, the crowd waiting. And it got to the point where they were starting to have to deal with closing the street. Mm -hmm. So eventually, wow. that, that whole process mm -hmm. went to a digital pro online process. But uh, I'm assuming it's going to be that crazy here oh, in Minneapolis, will. for well, sure. Why don't you tell first, like, what are the dates the show will be here? So people who don't know, when sure. is it going to be? So Hamilton comes uh, August 29th uh, through October 7th. Uh, so it'll be here for six weeks. And, and everybody thinks it's sold out or insanely expensive. So right. can people still go? You have not lost your shot to get tickets. Oh. Oh. Do you see what I did there? It's my only one that I um, Or, you know, if you want to be in the room where it happens, you oh, can try okay. the digital lottery. Um, you got to throw those in there. Uh, I forgot so, what you asked me. So, so, <laughs> you know, basically, the ticket lottery. Is oh, that, sure. Is that the way? Or are there tickets still available? Uh, what we tell people is that you should be checking Ticketmaster for any performance you want to go to. Um, check it every day and often because tickets can sometimes open up um, at a variety of price levels so that's it's rarely in the in the theater world do we say something is a hundred percent sold out there may be performances individual performances during a run that do get sold out I've seen on a box office window this tonight's performance sold out I've only seen that actually a, a, a small number of times in 15 years but uh, generally, that's tickets can become available at a moment's notice. So the lottery, can you explain a little bit about how people can get into that and what that really means? Sure. So the digital lottery, the Ham for Ham, will happen in Minneapolis, just like everywhere else. Uh, for every show, there are 40 tickets, and they're in the first couple rows, and they're $10 each, two per person. That's affordable. That's very affordable. <laughs> um, and, you know, interesting fact is because the show's produced by Jeffrey Seller, who produced Rent, that's when we saw the student rush line being introduced. And that was his commitment to making sure that young people had an opportunity to purchase tickets at an affordable price. So he's carried that through with all his other shows. 
Um, so to do the, the lottery, because there will be such a, they experience such a popular response to it, um, it's all being done online. And there's a Hamilton app, and if you go to our website, hennepintheatertrust.org, you can get to the Hamilton page with the download link for the app. And essentially how it works is it's about two days out, so if you want to go to the show on, let's say, when, on a Wednesday, the registration begins on Monday, closes the following day on Tuesday, and then you're notified if you've been selected. Can you go? Can you do it as many times as you want yes. to, or is there a limit to how many times? No, you can, you can try? go as many times as you want. You can go on there. You can register for every performance if you want yeah. to try to win, right? Right, and you have to do it day by day. Yeah, but you, it's not like it's going to block you if you've done it once. Correct. Perfect. Terrific. Well, I think there's still obviously a lot of opportunity. Forty people will get to see the show. Right. Who, it's like fifteen hundred some tickets right. for the whole run. Right. So it, six weeks seems like a really long run too for a touring show. Are, what are, are there any other touring shows that have come through that you can think of that were here for six weeks? Aladdin was nearly that last Aladdin year. Aladdin was yeah. a long one. Um, usually that's pretty long though for, you a, know, for it's a, a touring first show. Run, first yeah. national. Wicked, I think the first time I worked on it was maybe four or five weeks. Phantom probably at least six. Mm-hmm. Lion King. And I wasn't here in Minneapolis when Lion King played I the first was time. Here. So I, I it was here a long time because it started Julie Tamer sat right behind me <laughs> and was taking up. notes the night uh, I was there. Awesome. That and I died the whole time. We were like this. Don't look at her. Look at her. Don't look at her. Can you look at her? Can you see the notes? Don't look at her. It was awesome. So, I mean, it's... We generally do one to two week runs, so you can. We knew that there it would be a popular title, which is part of the reason that it's routed into our schedule the way it is. Um, we got asked that a lot. Why couldn't we have it sooner? And we wanted to make sure that we would have it here long enough so that as many people could see it instead of having a, a limited run. Yeah. And in all honesty, it's not here that much later than any place else because it for the most part, has really just started touring the country. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's a production in Chicago that's sitting open-ended, and then the tour started in San Francisco, ran there for about three or four months, went to LA, ran for about three or four months. Then from there, then it starts making its city-to-city jumps. And right now there's two touring productions traveling at the same so time. So really, in the scheme of things, Minneapolis is pretty early. In Absolutely. Oh, definitely. Very lucky. Yeah. So I know that the show's starting on the 29th. Let's bring Rob into the conversation. Yay. And <laughs> what, how long does it take to get this production loaded in? Uh, well, we'll start uh, Monday the 27th. We'll start with the advance, which is all of the things that are not show to show, meaning going from one show to the next. Um, so that will start Monday at one o'clock and we'll work till midnight and then we'll come in the next day at 2, 2 p.m. on Tuesday and we'll do the actual show to show stuff which is props and wardrobe and that sort of thing. That'll go from 2 till midnight um, and then Wednesday is our opening day and we'll start at 8 a.m. and we'll finish the load in on that day, focus and all that sort of thing, do my sound checks, that sort of stuff and then we'll open the show. So how many, how many trucks of... Bo- <laughs> you liked that question, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, I liked it. And actually, it was like, I don't think people know. Yeah. I don't think people know how the set comes in. Yeah, like how much stuff And when you it? find out there are 13 semi-trucks yeah, full of set and costumes and everything that goes... Not the players. Right. They usually fly, so yeah. they're this not is on the 13, semis. This is 13 <laughs> trucks, which is sizable. 
yeah. for our stage. Um, it's not the biggest show we've ever done on that stage, but it's a big show. So is the set that you're going to be installing, does it look just like the one that people have seen in Chicago or New York? Or the I don't know how it's been modified from the Broadway mm-hmm. set, but it's got to be very close. Does it have a turn? Yes, it's a yeah, turntable, okay. and it's got a balcony. and it's Then yes. Yeah, it's, <laughs> usually yes. it's only sized down if they... If the venue, they have to produce it in such a way that it can fit into all the various venues they're going to go through. Sure. And so it can be modified and broken down and made smaller or made bigger depending on the size of the stage. So as far as I understand it, it is exactly the same as what you see in New York. I know sometimes that the the shows that are touring, they don't necessarily put cast members in, but they do fill in their pit with local players sometimes, yes. their orchestra pit. Do you know if there's going to be people from Minneapolis playing in the pit of this show, or do they travel with their full band? I believe there's a number of local musicians that are playing in the show. We will find out who they are, yeah. and I will yeah. stalk them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's actually, I mean, that's a great point. Not many people think about that. They just hear this great music. And, mm-hmm. you know, when I first started in this business, I was surprised that the that they used local musicians mm-hmm. and so those those musicians are are doing stuff all over town and they are incredibly talented because yep. they they don't get to score until quite you know, Very right before, before they to show so they have to learn everything and, yeah. and nine times out of ten i've gone out to see them rehearsing the day before the opening. and they only get one like they get one day right. one shot to rehearse like it's not and, and nine times out of ten they're right on the money like yeah. they don't need any prompting or it's you know it's pretty amazing to watch professionals yeah. Yeah. yes and we have a very high caliber of musician in yeah Twin and they play in all they play in the all across all the different venues yeah. for sure sure that's something people should pay attention to open your program and and, and see who <laughs> right. is involved in the show you know, yeah and that's a lot of trust a producer places in the city that they're going to right mm-hmm. yeah. yeah and i think that like you said, Minneapolis is fortunate to have some some amazing talent, so I, I, there's nothing to worry about here. <laughs> I don't know if the statistic holds true, but at one point I remember reading that Minneapolis had more seats per capita mm-hmm. than New York City. <laughs> that actually is not provable, but I will tell you that that I've tried for years. But um, <laughs> but, but it do, sounds great. We do sell uh, sell like ticket wise. We sell more tickets than any other city outside of New York for for right. theater production. Really? Wow. So that one I found proof. Yeah. The so, truth is that great. we have a very vibrant theater community in the Twin Cities, and it's yeah. people like to come out to various shows. So yeah, it's also a place where you can be a working actor and you can make a living being an actor and and live um, doing that and working in the arts and sure. not, you know, and I think that's, I, I was just in a show and one of the actors that was in from New York was like, I want to move here. This place <laughs> is awesome. Right. And saw all of us and saw, you know, that we all have, you know, families and houses right. and, well, and, and, a, and we live and make a living and it's, it's a great great honor to live in a place where you can do that because there are not a lot of cities where you can't. Right. True. And yeah. it's it's a place where stagehands can make a living. Yes. Work as a stagehand, you know, year-round and make a comfortable living. Mm-hmm. So. Excellent. So, Rob, what's the biggest challenge you have for this particular show? Um, something like this. You know, the, to be honest with you, most of these shows are very similar because, because the crews are so good that are traveling with them. Um, it's not that difficult to get a show in. I mean, it's always a challenge because everyone's unique, but generally their crew is so good that it goes like clockwork, and it has to go like clockwork because it has to come up at 7.30 on Wednesday, you know? But 
Um, you know, the biggest thing is that this is a big showpiece for the theater, and it's it's a big responsibility, if you were, to put this show in the theater and make sure that it's it's ready to go on Wednesday. So um, that's kind of a challenge. I'm sure that security will be a challenge on this one, just because it's hard to get tickets and mm -hmm. difficult to get in. So people have been calling and trying to <laughs> figure out where the stage door is and that sort of thing. So I think security will be an issue. Um, just handling the logistics of how big of a national show it is. Mm -hmm. You know, some shows, it's not that people aren't begging at the back door for autographs. So that's that's the biggest thing for me. I want to know how many people have called and asked if Lin-Manuel Miranda's going to be in the show. You know... Just has to be some. A handful. Yeah. Not a huge amount. Not a huge amount. And that's... We, we see that with a, a lot of shows. We'll get that kind of random question. Oh, is so-and-so going to be in right. the show? Yeah. And um, what's neat about Hamilton is because, like I said, there's two tours happening across the country right now, the Philip tour and then the Angelica tour. And I'm getting questions, which tour are we getting? Which one are we getting? Philip. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> You'll have to come and see. I want to know why I want to know. Um, right? <laughs> like, why do I want to know? So the fact that people know... And they're asking by name. They're asking. They know who the actors are right. on each of the tours, right? Tells you know that's that's a good indication of how educated people are about this show. Yeah. And it's you know it's exciting to be able to say, hey, here's the exact cast who's coming. So is there a stage door opportunity with this? Because I know I went to Chicago and saw the show, and the, uh, six people came out and signed my autograph and got pictures, and it right. was really exciting. Are we going to be able to do that here, or is it well, going to be know, challenging? Well, you know, they have to leave. At <laughs> <laughs> some point. They have to leave. Unless so, you're keeping them inside. You know, there's, you know there's nothing that, that the, we as the presenters set up as an official meet and greet. Right. But right. We, we find that the fans find their way to the stage door. Right. And you know what? As an actor person, I will tell you, there are people who will come out and that they feel like that is something that's important to them to be able to meet the people that come and see their shows and sign things and spend a little bit of time with that. There are people who are really intimidated by that mm -hmm. and don't enjoy it and are and it's very uncomfortable and they don't like it or they feel awkward if somebody is like asking for their autograph and don't really necessarily know. And it's I think if people are walking past you um, or don't necessarily want to stop or want to get out, a lot of times it's because they're tired and they have to go home. Right. Um, it's because they're uncomfortable and don't really know. Sure. Just because somebody is so confident and exuberant up on stage doesn't mean that um, there are actors that are very introverted and shy and in their real sure. lives and don't necessarily want to do that. Sure. Um, but m I think a majority of the time you'll find that if people are walking out, and if they don't, either they will slip out as quickly as they can or they wait. Sure. Or they'll wait. They'll go out an alternate door. Yeah, sure. <laughs> wait a minute. And have you found? Where's the door? <laughs> Get out. You can't tell me. Super uh, top secret info. Super top secret. So for Aaron Thank and you. Rob, I lost my train of thought. But do you find that the Minnesota fans that wait at stage doors are are pushy or or polite mm -hmm. or hesitant to be like? Excuse me. I think they've been always. I've always noticed that I'm usually out. 
by the stage door when actors are leaving, and I've noticed that generally they're fairly respectful of them. They, they can be incredibly, I, I have not ever had somebody come and not be incredibly polite, but I do think that they do, there is sort of an inherent, whether you are, there's somebody very famous around, or what, or, you know, an actor coming out of a touring show, or whatever it is, um, they, adults especially, are very respectful and, and almost hesitant to approach somebody because we don't want to bother them. Mm. Um, they don't want to be bothered. Uh-huh. And so um, I think a lot of times, too, um, kids are the ones who are like, oh, my God. Ah! Yeah. They go But right even then, they're, they're respectful. Absolutely. I, I have seen that they're respectful. Yeah, yeah, I have not ever. And there's quite a big sort of Broadway fan base yeah. in the Twin Cities. Huge. And so that... They've kind of learned over time that that's to be expected, that they're going to be yeah. polite. And there are also fans of these touring shows that literally travel with the touring shows. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's like so the there's going to be people from out of town that come in town to see this show. Right. It's like Hamilton. A number, right? Yes. <laughs> Hamilton, is that what we call it? I guess. Um, but they will do that numerous times, actually, when we just did um, Mamma Mia. There was a couple that came to the show uh, maybe eight times. Wow. Sure. Um, oh, to wow. see one particular person who they follow in productions around and right. not in like a creepy way in like an awesome <laughs> <laughs> we love you incredibly right. respectful way right. that's just one of you know one of the things that they love to do sure patrons yeah <laughs> so maybe Rob do you have any um, thing that you think audiences should know about what goes on like maybe before the curtain opens, anything behind the scenes, anything that audiences would not guess is happening when you're doing a production? Well, often, I mean, it depends on how the stage is set up, but I mean, there we have musicians that are rehearsing right up until the time the door opens, and then the cast members are often out doing, um, you know, dance call or, you know, warming up on the stage. Fight call. Fight call. So they're... There's always something going on backstage, and and shenanigans. There's always shenanigans <laughs> going on backstage. There's a lot of shenanigans. Yes, but that's like sacred. Yeah, I mean this. It's, it's a whole separate show. Yeah, it, it is. For a, sure, it is for sure on a whole separate show. If and anyone it, ever gets the opportunity to just stand backstage and watch a show happen or an act of a show, that's like something somebody auctions off, you know, for charity for fundraising. That's a great idea. It is the most incredible thing to watch, and right. people have. I would pay to see it. No idea. <laughs> it's a ballet. Because sure. you see everybody, like, there's even spaces in some shows, like, taped off where you can walk in when you can't walk in. There's right. the dressers and all. The dressers are my one of my favorite things to watch because what they do is just, like, it's, they're busy. it's amazing. And they will be very busy on this show. Yes, yeah. they will. So, um, yeah, it's a, it's just an interesting environment to be in. You, you uh, There is a frivolity to it in some ways, but also... When the time comes to be serious, everybody gets down to business. I yep. mean, the crew that we have in the Twin Cities are fantastic crew. So they they know when it, when it's time to get ready to do the show, and everybody takes it very seriously. So, thank you. Yeah. Well, we are running uh, out of time, unfortunately, because this goes so quickly when you're having fun. But bad. let's give you a, right? maybe a last second. Like, is there anything else people should should know, or anything else to get people excited about this amazing opportunity? Um, I want to do a really quick plug. Uh, so, for people coming to Hamilton, we have a brand new lounge open at 900 Hennepin. Ooh, is this news? This is news. We're breaking news. This is the Jack Links Legend Lounge. So we partnered with Jack Links uh, uh, last year to renovate a portion of the first floor of 900 Hennepin. So it's a lounge, so they'll, the Jack Links 
uh, culinary menu specialists have created specialty cocktails, and they'll do that for every Broadway show starting 90 minutes before curtain ah, and during intermission. Get people there early so they get through security. Yeah. <laughs> so that's you know that's a new thing for this season, and actually that's I haven't I haven't talked about it publicly yet. So Yay. scoop. Can you say? Can you really quickly to just say something about the the Edgeham the outreach stuff that you guys are doing with education? Because I don't know if people know how yes. much Hennepin Theater Trust does and how awesome they are with outreach and education with young people in theater. So the Edgeham initiative is uh, a national education initiative uh, that the show is working on with Gilder Lerman, which is an educational institution, and so from city to city. Uh, they provide this opportunity for high school sophomores and juniors studying American history. So Gilder Lerman has this curriculum that's introduced into the classroom. And uh, Title I schools can sign up to participate. So what happens is in the classroom they go through this curriculum, it takes about four to six weeks, mm -hmm. and then they create uh, pieces of work, whether it's a rap, whether it's a song, a dance, a poem, something artistic that is that they've been inspired by the uh, by this education. It doesn't have to be about the show necessarily. It's just something that inspires them. And then ultimately, what happens is uh, there are submissions and uh, different performances are selected. And then there's an Edgeham Day. So. On that day, all the participating schools in the state come to the Orpheum Theater. They'll all see these uh, presentations. That is the day I would want to be there. They have a Q&A with the cast. I think you should invite Aaron. They go oh, to they lunch. They just freak out. And then they see a private matinee of Hamilton. Honestly. It's amazing. Awesome. And we're doing two of them. We're one of the only cities that are doing two of them. Awesome. It's so, so, so cool. I know so, so many friends of mine that are teachers yeah. that are like, when are they going to release like the rated G version, <laughs> like the no swearing version of Hamilton so they can use it in their classrooms to teach? Yeah. Because there are huge lessons within that show sure. that you can use as, but there's yeah. sometimes some swears in the yeah. songs. Yeah. So <laughs> you either have to go, uh -huh. Well, maybe they'll come out with Hamilton Jr. Hamilton, pretty, right? Hamilton Jr. <laughs> Brilliant. I mean, I've seen some shows do a junior version, but absolutely yeah. many. It'll be a while. Well, that is amazing, and we could probably talk about this all day because this is yeah. Like the really Edgeham thing is definitely a, a topic in and of all by itself. It's Lots amazing. more to come so on that. People check that out at hennepintheatertrust.org. If you need anyone to come jack up those kids, I will totally. <laughs> I will be there for you. Well, thank you for your time today. Absolutely. Um, it's my both pleasure. Dale and Rob, we really appreciate you joining us. And um, thanks for the great insight and all the, the details for getting people in to see Hamilton in Minneapolis. And Erin, before we sign off, we just want to say, first of all, congratulations on your recent success at the Ordway and thank on Jason's you. show's thank big news. You. Um, yes. People tune in on Hulu. They're going to watch it on Hulu. If you're, if you're not home <laughs> in the mornings to watch the show in person, you can Then you just put it in your Hulu cache. Put them on the list. And you might even see Aaron on there. You might. Well. I was on today. It's sure. I wheeled out a cake, you guys. But I did it in a very entertaining way. I, and I can vouch for that. <laughs> it's very fun. And um, Mamma Mia was amazing. It, it, was. it was. I can see why people do that show. Like, once you do it and once you're in it, people will go back to it. They will do it again. They will do it for yeah. years. I know crew people mm. that did our show that have had, had done that show for years. It's so It and looks it's like you were having a blast. The so. last 15 minutes of it would make you do it sure. over and over again <laughs> for the rest of your life. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a joyous show. Yes. Well, 
thanks for for sharing your knowledge today too. Thank you. And that's unfortunately all the time we have for today for this edition of Minneapolis Insider Podcast. Aww. Aww. We want to the revival. <laughs> <laughs> we want to stay tuned for part two. We want to give a huge thank you to our sponsor, U.S. Bank, for making this possible, and thank you for listening. We hope um, that you're sharing this podcast with others, and be sure to subscribe on iTunes or Google Play or at Minneapolis.org. You can listen to the shows there as well. And let us know what you think on social media with our handle at Meet Minneapolis. Ooh. Watch for events and happenings in Minneapolis on our website, and you can sign up for regular emails with all the insider info you need and um, get all the tips on things like this and places to eat and stay when you come to Minneapolis. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Mike.